What's going on, guys? This podcast is sponsored by Real Team Realty. That's right. I auto-sponsor this podcast. If you or anybody you know would like to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at underscore TonyV2. That's at underscore TonyV2. Thanks for listening. What's going on, guys? Welcome into another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Today, guys, I got an interesting question that I want to talk about. And it kind of has to do with the expectations that are in the market right now. Kind of people that have seen what has gone on over the last six to 12 months. And they've kind of been hearing how crazy the market is. Things are going super fast. And I got an interesting DM the other day. And I wanted to address it and kind of share it here with you guys. But the, the DM says, quote, my neighbor listed his house and it's been on the market for two weeks already. I thought homes were going way faster than that, close quote. So I want to kind of talk about this because you guys have heard me say this before. Now that we're in summertime, things tend to slow down and speed up at the same time. And I know that that sounds ridiculous. So let me explain. In the last three to four months, you've seen a lot of intensity, crazy offers, a bunch of money above appraisal, just really, really aggressive offers. And so the reason for that is because there wasn't a lot of inventory. Now, people freak out and think that it has something to do with the market crashing and things like that. And although this year has been more intense than previous years, in the eight years that I've been in real estate, nine years, always, 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 quarter one is very tough. Quarter one always has very little inventory. There's not a lot of options and there's a lot of competition. That is a trend that has repeated itself year after year after year. And so people that are in the market in first quarter, January, February, March, and April, they, they're in that battle. They're in that oven, if you will. It gets really intense. It gets really hot. And things like this start to happen where people start to say, oh man, it's so hard to buy a house. I can't buy a house. Crazy offers. What starts happening come summer is that now there's more inventory. So when there are more homes on the market, there's less competition for those homes. So maybe previously when a house was getting 10 to 15 offers, maybe now they're going to get four to five. Now you're still going to be competing. So it's not like it's a walk in the park. You still have to be aggressive and you have to learn how to compete, but it is at a less aggressive level. At least that is what I have seen not only this year, but in years previous. And so that's why I mean that it kind of slows down. The intensity drops. And that's kind of what we're seeing right now, where there's still competition, but it's not as crazy as it was over the last two, three, four, five, six months. And so in the competition sense, it kind of dies down a little bit, but at the same time, there's more activity. There's There are more homes on the market. There are more sales. There are more homes under contract. So more homes are being sold, but the hand-to-hand -hand combat to get those contracts is a little bit less intense. So if we understand the dynamic of the market and we understand what is happening, we start to understand things like this, like this question that was asked, why does that happen? So I'm going to give you guys three reasons why this happens. I kind of mentioned one already, which is the market in general, but I'm going to give you three more. So if your neighbor lists their house and you have this idea that homes should be sold within 19 minutes, that could happen. It has happened. So 
that is a, it's not a crazy expectation to have. Now, what I think people don't see on the back end is that that doesn't happen for every home. For some, it might feel that way because they've been making offers on the best homes in that price range. So obviously the best homes in every price range are going to have substantially more competition than the ugly house on the block. So again, because of what we've seen, people start to create these expectations that aren't always 100% accurate. So if your neighbor is listing their home and it's been sitting for two weeks, the first thing that comes to mind is the price. It might be overpriced. And why that happens is, again, expectation. So people get into this frenzy of saying, oh, home values have gone up so much and they've gone up so much and people are throwing a ton of money at homes and over appraisal and I can basically get whatever I want. And so a lot of sellers sometimes get themselves in kind of a tough position where they list their homes at a price that's just too high. And where it starts to get difficult is that there are a lot of agents that are just going to be a yes man. And in order to get the listing, they are willing to price it way higher than it actually should be priced. And then what the strategy is, okay, I'm going to get the listing and it's actually trained this way. So it's not even their fault, but the, the trainer We'll say, hey, you got to get the listing. If they want to list high, it doesn't matter. Get them to sign the document and try to change their mind later. In my opinion, that is not a good way to go about it because you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. There's a joke out there that says that listing your home is similar to being single in the sense that the longer you're on the market, the longer the longer time passes that you're on the market, that you're single, that you don't have a contract, if you will, the more people are going to think that something's wrong with you. And so I often give that example because it works the exact same way with homes. If all of a sudden you see a home that has been on the market two, three, four weeks, most people, the default is there's something wrong with that house. So there's something that we can't see. Maybe the inspection is bad. Maybe there's a problem with the roof. Maybe there's there's some there has to be some issue with the house if it's not selling in this market where homes are selling like crazy. So you want to be careful and you want to be mindful of the strategy going in because that's usually going to be one of the first indicators. Right now, because the market is so good, homes that are priced appropriately are going to sell. But if a home is sitting, it's because it's priced too high. So that's a real thing. That's a real factor. And where I think sellers don't really see this sometimes is they don't think about the homes that they're competing with. They're just thinking about their bottom line in their pocket. But let's say, for example, you are going to list your home and the agent recommends a price of, let's say, $450,000. So they do their CMA, they do all of their analytics, and they present your numbers and they say, hey, I think your home could sell for $450,000. If the seller then comes back and says, oh, no, I think it could sell for five hundred dollars because my neighbor over there, someone sold it for five hundred dollars or whatever the case may be, and they list it at five hundred, dollars now when buyers are searching for homes, they're going to compare your home with other homes that are also $500,000. And it's very difficult for sellers to see this because there is this ego component, right? That we all believe our home is the best home on earth and it's not. And so I've actually shown people in many cases, okay, if you go at 450, this is what you're going to be competing against. And if you notice your home is the best one of the list, 
So you're going to be the best home in this price range. And what you're going to create is a bidding war, which is what you want. So you want to create a bidding war. So if we go out at 450, look at all these other homes that are on the market at 450. They're not as good as yours. So you're going to come out and you're going to be the best home in the price range and people are going to start fighting over your house. If you go out 500, look at these homes that are listed for 500, you're not going to be the best. You're probably going to be in the bottom quarter. And so there are going to be a lot of homes that are better than yours in that price range. So if there's a buyer that is looking in the $500,000 range, they see your house, they see these other houses, they're going to be like, nah, you know, those are nicer. I'm going to go over there and try to win one of those because those are nicer. And so your home ends up kind of being the ugly house on the block, if you will. And again, these are tough conversations to have because sellers don't see it that way. Sellers just say, oh, my house is amazing and I want a bajillion dollars for it and I should get a bajillion dollars for it. I don't care how much it's worth. And so as a seller, you have to be smart. You have to be smart. You have to have a strategy going in. You have to really pay attention to the comparables, the homes that you're going to be competing against, the homes in your area. There's a lot that goes to this, but if there's a home that is sitting, I think that price could realistically be one of the main problems. Point number two could be terms. Maybe the seller is asking for something crazy outside of price. For example, I sent an offer on a home where the agent said that the seller wanted 90 days free lease back. So, which isn't even a lease back because there's no lease, there's no rent. So basically what they wanted is they wanted to sell the home and then live in the home for three months after the home was sold at no cost. So that's something tough. And if you have a seller that will not accept an offer that doesn't, that doesn't have that, that is not willing to do that, then it's going to take you a long time to find a buyer that's actually willing to do that. And it gets even worse when you when you combine the two factors, right? If your home is overpriced and on top of that, you want crazy terms, it's just not going to work. If your home is appropriately priced and, you're pri and you price it at a competitive range, then maybe someone will say, okay, you know, the home is priced appropriately. I like the price. So I'm willing to deal with some of these crazy terms. And so when you have situations like that where a seller won't budge and it doesn't always mean that the seller is a bad person. I mean, sometimes there are just special circumstances that doesn't allow them to uh, to be able to bypass those terms, if you will. If there's some situation why they need to be in the home 30, 60, 90 days after it being sold, that's a real thing. That could happen. But if you do that, you got to be mindful. Again, this is about being smart and having a strategy. You got to be mindful that there's not going to be a lot of buyers that can accommodate those kinds of terms that are willing to do that. Because in a situation like that, if I buy that house, I'm technically going to have to make two mortgage payments before I even move into the house. And if I haven't moved into the house, it means I'm still living somewhere else. And more often than not, I'm going to have to pay, make some sort of rent payment where I'm living. So now I have a double payment for two months. Most people are not going to take that. They're not going to accept that. They'll move on to another home, especially now that there are a lot more options. So if there's a home that has a situation like that and it's probably not going to sell as fast as some of the other ones or as fast as a home that doesn't have those terms is going to sell for. So that's point number two. Point number three is also a very real one, which is contracts can fall out of place. I've seen situations, I've had listings where the listing goes out on the market. I get multiple offers within a day or two or three. We go under contract and then the buyer cancels and we got to start over. 
And I actually had one listing last year where that happened four consecutive times, four times in a row. We accepted an offer. We screened the buyer. We talked to their lender. We talked to the agent. Everybody said, it's great. It's fine. We love it. We're going to go for it. And then they canceled. And so all of a sudden we had been on the market for 20 days, 22 days. And it seemed like the home was just sitting. It wasn't sitting. It's just the buyers that we had chosen for one reason or another weren't able to pull through. And so that is another aspect that sometimes the public doesn't see. We agents have the ability to check if the home has been under contract before or not, but the average person cannot. They just see if a home is available or not. So they see, okay, the home is available and it's been on the market for 37 days. And they're like, oh shoot. And all of a sudden these thoughts start to come in into our mind, right? Something's wrong with the home. What's wrong with it? Is it overpriced? And so we start judging the house when in some cases it's not the house, it's not the seller. It's maybe the buyers, or maybe there, there was a buyer that got under contract. He was under contract for two weeks and then they canceled. I've had buyers cancel the day of closing. And so there's so much that can happen throughout a transaction that it might not be the home's fault. It might not be the seller's fault. It might be a buyer that was there and wasn't able to pull through. And so when we talk about homes sitting on the market, guys, there are a lot of different reasons why that could happen. So there's kind of two parts to this. Number one, speaking to sellers, be smart, have a strategy. Don't just think about your profit. That is an important element to the recipe. It's an important ingredient, but it's not the whole thing. There are other things that you also have to consider to maximize your possibilities and to maximize your potential. Uh, so if we talk to sellers, be smart. If we're talking to consumers, buyers, people that are observing, don't be so quick to judge. You know, it doesn't always mean that the home is in a in bad condition, that it's in bad shape. Sometimes it might, but there are, again, other ingredients to the recipe that could be contributing to this home not being sold as fast as you think that it should be sold. So when it comes to selling, it's a topic that I'm very passionate about. I usually talk more about buyers and like how to qualify for loans and stuff, but selling a property is just as fun. It's a different ball game and I'm probably going to be making more content about selling properties because it's summertime and a lot of people do want to sell. They want to upgrade and they want to get into something nicer. So with that being said, guys, be smart when you're selling.